Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster who, uh, like, we're going to go over the river and through the woods and then back around through meanders, meander, around Meandertown and then back again because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that's not about the journey or the destination. It's about the places that are neither and neither. Uh, the things you barely pay attention to on your journey. It's time for sleep with me. You might be confused. You're in the right place. The podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. It could be thoughts, you know, things on your mind that you're thinking about. So thoughts, you know, thinking stuff. Thoughts, it could be feelings uh, like emotions coming up about the thoughts or just that are there. They could be, they, they appear, sometimes they appear, sometimes they arrive, sometimes they're already there waiting. You say, how'd you get in bed? How'd you get in bed so fast? Uh, I didn't even know you were here. Well, you know, I'm here waiting for you. Come on in. They're just waiting for you. I'm sorry, because you're in a bathrobe. I don't see your name tag. Are you regret or my forlorn malaise? Oh, yeah, it's me, forlorn malaise. I don't know, is that really a thing, forlorn, doesn't like uh, being forlorn lead to malaise? Well, we could see where things lead tonight. Hop in bed with me and we'll see where it goes. Okay, I don't know what Sigmund Freud would say about this conversation. Uh, But okay, so I'm having feelings about it. So that's what that example was for. So it could be feelings, could be physical sensations, which I don't want to... I do have physical sensations sometimes connected to forlorn malaise or being forlorn or feelings of malaise. Uh, and here's what's strange. I probably said this before. When I say malaise, I don't feel malaise. Uh, I almost feel like the dawn of, of a night of malaise is, bra- is breaking. Is that anything like, uh, what's his name from the, those books where you say their name and then, wait, are those books and those movies, you're not supposed to say their name. That's what Malaise would say, say my name. And I said, well, when I do, Malaise, it makes me feel good. Especially because if you're a regular listener, you know that one of my favorite things to do nowadays is imagine I'm at a Renaissance fair. And anytime I see anyone that looks like they're a royal, uh, from the royal court, I say, malaise, especially like the queen's court. I say, malaise, good, good, good day, malaise. They say, did you just drop that D when you said maladies or are you calling us a group of malaise? And I say, oh, no, no, no. I'm really just trying to introduce a sleep podcast and I got to, oh, we'll go, what would they say? Move along. Move along, and then, thank you, Malaise, McGrace, McGrace, and your your Grace, my Grace, and your Malaise. Anyway, so thoughts, of feelings, could be physical sensations. It could be something else that's keeping you awake. Whatever it is, I'm here to take your mind off of that. Uh, believe it or not, if you're new, yeah, that's what I'm here to do. Uh, uh, while you fall asleep. So what I'm uh, attending to do, intending to do, is create a safe place where you could set any of that aside. So I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night here. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my tones. And you'd say, how creaky are they, Scoots? And I'd say, they make... Uh, I don't know how they're pretty creaky. 
I'd say like if I'm not I'm not good with jokes, especially ones that have punchlines. But I'd say so creaky uh, that uh, they make you forget about the door that's squeaky. You say, okay, well, keep working on it. Okay, so but I mean, uh, semi voice creaky creak, also tones pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So I'm going to go off topic, I'm going to get mixed up, I'm going to go backwards, and I'm going to go forwards, I'm going to pause like that, I'm going to use filler words, and barely ever get to any points. And the whole idea is uh, that's what takes your mind off stuff while you fall asleep. I'm really just here to be at your bedside. Now, my regular listeners know that, uh, yeah, the kind of intro, hi, regular listeners, hello. Hi, how are you doing? Good to see you. Sorry about those other listeners. I'm just focused on you now. And, uh, yeah, how, how's your evening going? Okay. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I don't want to, I'm not trying to make you a center of attention. Did you, did you, did you remember when I talked about malaise? Do you take your sandwich with malaise or without malaise? Malaise, the sandwich topping you don't really want, uh, Malaise. Have it with a harumph. Uh, you see, is a harumph a sandwich or something you say when you're having it? Well, I say, well, what if it was like uh, the animated character that helped us sell jars of malaise? Like, like uh, it's like an imaginary grouchy friend, harumph. So you're having a malaise sandwich and you're feeding it to your imaginary friend, harumph. How come there's never been an imaginary friend named harumph? I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean, we talk about the big ones. I mean, I guess there's Oscar the Grouch. Who's Oscar's best friend? Snuffleupagus? Or was Snuffleupagus was kind of best friends with uh, a Big Bird? Oh, Oscar was friends with that worm. What was that worm's name, right? Is a worm? I'm sure someone will let me know. Uh, like the worm. There was like a worm. Or some sort of, yeah, like a pre-butterfly. Maybe it was a caterpillar. Was, you know, to me... Caterpillars and worms are different, I realize that, but I hold them with the same level of reverence. Uh, if I, I prefer not to hold them because I want them to run free and, you know, be, have their own freedom and, you know, I want to mind my own business and just appreciate them from afar. Also, I have this new thing I'm doing, pandering to be, to, to, be, to send, like, beings in, in case they become sentient, uh, so if my harumph becomes sentient, uh, you know, I say, well, I gave you those sandwiches. So, you know, we're with, yeah, but they were coated with malaise. Well, I just, because I like saying that, will you take it with, uh, should I put malaise on both uh, slices or just one slice? You see, do you see me doing the, the fancy TV commercial spreading with a knife back and forth, the sweeping motion? That's how I spread my malaise. Anyway, oh, sorry, new listeners. So whatever's keeping you awake, I'm here to take your mind off that. Uh, oh, that was for regular listeners. Yeah, sorry, but new listeners, I'm back. Uh, I just had to pander so to, to, just in case any caterpillars are listening or worms. That way, you know, I got my bases covered for the, you know, for, hopefully that'll tide them over for a few years. And they say, well, when the caterpillars took over, I say, well, that was 2020. Remember, I recorded something about you. And they say, Scoots, it's 2024. First of all, also, we have everything on videotape uh, or, you know, mental memory bank. Uh, and I say, what did I, I you know? And they say, well, you really didn't stop. And, you know, you stopped and smelled the flowers. You didn't sigh and look lovingly and longingly at enough caterpillars. And I say, is it too late for me to start trying? Because I'm looking longing and lovingly at you, dear leader, and your court. Do you mind if I call you malaise? Uh, uh, I mean, I realize I don't want to project anything onto you since you're a, catap- a sentient catapel- caterpillar lead- leader. Okay, you're right. I get back to the intro. Okay, so if you're new, a couple of things you may have noticed already. Podcast is very different. Uh, like, uh, so that's one thing. 
and I really go off topic a lot. You're right. So if you're new, most listeners say give it two or three tries. And the only reason people say that because they say, well, it takes two or three tries. One, you got to get used to the creaky dulcet tones. Then the second try, you might get used to the pointless meanders and superfluous tangents. And then the third try, you kind of realize, oh, you don't really listen to the podcast. You just barely kind of listen. So that's one part of it. It's just, you just kind of barely kind of listen to me. The other thing is that this podcast really isn't here to put you to sleep. I'm just here to keep you company while you fall asleep. I'm here to be your boar bud, your boar friend, your boar companion, your boar sib, and take your mind off of stuff. That's why the shows are around an hour to give you plenty of time to fall asleep or if you wake up or if you can't sleep or if you need a break during the day, I'm here to keep you company. That's really what my job is, is to barely keep you engaged. But I work really hard on the show because, uh, you know, I I throw those things that are like jokes. They're uh, 40% jokes, which, you know, 40% of the joke is 0% of the punchline. Sleep with me. And now, with double the malaise, uh, that's you see, mmm, malaise. That's how I like my sleep podcast with a side of harumph. uh, And I'd say, well, it's with harumph at my side. That's my new side. uh, Yeah, I don't want to call you a sidekick. Don't worry, harumph. uh, You know, my new uh, partner. Well, that's a little bit strong because that would mean that uh, I'd have to consult you on everything. Will you just say harumph? Yeah, I don't know if I can handle that. I already have many, many, uh, what do they call those? Like when you have multiple parts of you where with backups, if to, you know, I have so many different, yeah, whatever parts of me that already harumph about things or stronger criticisms. I don't know if I, what if you say harumph? Uh, okay, think about it. I'll get back to you. So, you okay, so this is a podcast you don't really listen to. doesn't really put you to sleep. And you say, well, what other information do I need to know? Because I'm not sure how to feel about any of this. And I would say, well, that's understandable because this podcast, yeah, it's very different. Other things that are different is the structure of the show. This could really throw you off, so I'm going to point it out to you. Of course, it's a little late, as some people may have already said. So show starts off the greeting. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary. That's so you know you're welcome and you're seen. Then there's an intro. Oh, no, then there's business. Uh, and the business about six minutes, eight minutes, I don't know. That's how we get to bring in the show twice a week for free. And then there's the intro. Now, the intro is about 20 minutes long, some to maybe 16 minutes sometimes, maybe 18, maybe 17, maybe 15, maybe 19, maybe 24. And it's where I introduce the podcast every single time, which is what a normal intro would be. But then I go off topic and I kind of just see where things go. I follow the I go on a pointless meander and a superfluous tangent. And the reason I do that is because, well, one, that's, you know, what I'm like, how I'm trained. I've been training to do this for years and years and years. Uh, but also because uh, the show, the idea is it eases you into bedtime, right? Like, so the intro creates some distance between the daytime and the sleep time. It's kind of like uh, like uh, audio dusk, you'd say, yeah, maybe, Scoots. You're almost, I see, yeah, it's like audio dusk, dusk audio. Dusk audio, the solution that Scoots just came up with. Uh, it's like audio. You don't listen to it and it doesn't make any sense. It's dusk audio. Now with extra malaise. Harumph. Um, so, it, uh, what was I saying? Oh, the intro. It goes on and on and on because... Uh, as you become a regular listener, you say, oh, I start listening before I get into bed or I'm getting comfortable or I'm slowly falling asleep. So it just gives you a little bit of a way to slowly land into bedtime. So that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the story. That's the essential business. And then there's the story. Tonight it'll be our modular episodic series 
with a touch of a soap opera attic uh, action uh, North Pole as the North Pole turns or something. I don't know what it's called yet because I like I haven't recorded it. But uh, so that's uh, the, then there'll be so the story. Then there's thank you. So that's the structure of the show. Those are the kind of other things you need to know. The other things that are important are you. You getting the you deserve a good night's sleep. And it's important to me that you get the sleep you need. That's really why I make this show. And uh, not only do you deserve a good night's sleep, I believe our world will be a better place if your world's a better place. So if you get some rest and you get some solace, life's going to be better for all of us. So I think those are the things. I'm trying to think if I was trying to figure out anything else. I mean, that's what's important. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's it. I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you checking this show out, and uh, I really appreciate your time. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive, and I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple ways I'm able to bring this podcast twice a week. Hey, everybody, this is Scoots. Welcome to our limited holiday. But this is actually a series you could listen to. Uh, any time of the year, and in any order, it's our... Uh, a uh, special holiday, uh, episodically modular with a touch of seriality. See, but it, the seriality is tied up with a bow at every beginning of every episode. Though this does happen to be episode one. Uh, with, so without further ado, here's the structure just to even make you more comfortable what's going to happen. I'm going to turn things over. It's been a while since the two of us have recorded because he, he uh, you know, the great, uh, the loving, the lovely and loving. And I mean that platonic, I mean, I'm sure, like the love I've experienced uh, and, the you know, the teacher of patience, you say, well, why, why would you get here early? Well, I don't know how long it's going to take me to drive from Los Angeles to the East Bay scooter. So I like to leave early. Oh, okay. Well, can't you sit in your car while you... Uh, I just want to see a scooter and also use the restroom. So, uh, but also so lovely and loving. Uh, So it'll be introduced by our Hollywood announcer. Then it'll go straight into the episode. And it's one of those dialogue-only series, uh, though there is a character we follow. And it may be a familiar character, though this happens to be more archived audio that I've, you know, this was... Because of the power of, uh, you know, that, that I at my fingertips uh, and within my imagination, this is, is a, a, like an archived series that I guess I prepared in the past. Future me may have prepared this in the past. So without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to my friend, my co-worker, and uh, my teacher, of so many things, including breathing calmly, who will be lying so silently after we record this. Even I won't hear him, and and even I won't need to sigh. Bringer of sighs from Scooter that are off mic. uh, Maker maker of tapping of my foot. Tensor of my shoulders and, you know, acceleration of beating of hearts. I mean, for me, it's different than other people. But also somebody that just comes up here to record this and also to play. Uh, we're going to play John August's game. Uh, one uh, Kiss Farm is the title I use for it, uh, which Antonio hasn't played, but it's very, very easy to learn. Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, Scooter. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary. It's uh, appreciation for all your kind words. Uh, I'm thinking of all of you when I'm recording this uh, and uh, trying to send my comfort uh, from in the past, uh, in October, uh, late September 2020, to you. It's time.
for an episode of the North Pole. Oh, no, sorry. As the North Pole turns. Season 47. Episode 1, 1982. Episode season. Yes, Scooter didn't write that out. He just told it to me, so I don't have uh, the order correct. All right, thanks everybody. This is uh, North Pole Chronicles, season f- whatever forty-seven. I can't remember. I don't know because uh, now I'm mixed up it, from nineteen eighty-two, episode one. But you can listen to it in any order, so don't worry about it either. Really, uh, unless you like to, then that's fine. But uh, I, I offer you the option to listen to them in any order, or w- just one episode will do it. They're complete episodes. All right, good night. Welcome to 1981 is proud to present season 47 of As the North Pole Turns. When we last left off in our season, uh, like, audience hangar, uh, we're at the opening of the new electronics toy production facility north of Toy Town in the North Pole. But there was a big disruption, as many of you may or may not remember from our break uh, when we were off-season. Uh, but don't worry, the newest, uh, the, we're about to catch up with the newest uh, visitor, maybe a future resident of the North Pole, who will reveal everything in uh, what some would call tedious, but some would call comforting and a barely distracting exposition. Uh, hopefully, this uh, season, they will be the pole. The North turns around. Uh, we watch, uh, and we're following as Claude Neon walks into an official-looking building at the North Pole as, as the North Pole turns. Yeah, I'm looking for uh, Balsamica. Balsamica. Yeah, I'm. Cl- oh, through there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, uh, knock, knock. Was opening. I'm opening your door. I knocked politely, and you said hello. Hello. I'm Claude Neon. I came here as soon as I could to help uh, get to the bottom of this. Are you are you Balsamica? I am Claude. Uh, I'm Balsamica. Uh, like, uh, and, uh, why don't you have a seat and get comfortable or you could stand, uh, and pace around. Thank you for coming. I'm presuming you got my telegrams and messages and I'm very glad you're here. Thank you so much for your help. I handle all the drama here at the North Pole. I mean, not the theatrical drama, the inner and extra personal drama that we've had a lot of, uh, for the last 47 years, but particularly recently. So it's so important you're here so we can get to the bottom of things and clear names and move forward with our preparations for the holiday season. I would say that there's been a cornucopia, a plethora of drama we need your help with, Claude. Thank you for being here. And may I say it's just a a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Well, thank you, Balsamica. Yeah, let me see if I understand everything that happened. Uh, let me just take it from the top and we can move forward from there. How does that sound? Claude, that sounds fine. But do you mind if we, now that I'm thinking about it, do you mind if we walk, now that you've sitting da- sat down or sitting down, uh, w- would you mind walking? We could walk uh, to the special, you know, resting facility where everyone is that was involved in this uh, incident. And uh, we could uh, start our interviews. And we have it set up. I know you work by observational method. So we will go in and I'll conduct the interviews and you can watch and uh, get to the bottom of this and uh, get to the, you know, I'm really good at stirring up uh, the drama and you're good at getting to the bottom of things. Uh, so I think this is going to be great. Uh, do, you, do you mind if we, well, we're already walking and talking, Balsamica. So, uh, yeah, let me just, so it's my understanding this incident is being called the Great Electric Slide. 
And it's all started uh, with a big opening. This was one of the biggest openings as part of this new arrangement the North Pole's been developing over the past few years. And it was being called the future of the North Pole, the future of toys. It was an electronic toy production facility. Uh, that had been open and was going to start production of electronic g- handheld games uh, and other toys. You know, we've had toys uh, that run on electricity or battery power for some time, but these are toys that involve a theater of the mind because I had a look at one. It was called uh, uh, Tetherball, uh, Team Tetherball or something, and, and it was just red lines uh but it had art around the, like, screen where the red, and you would just move. So you really had to imagine, though it was quite stimulating for a time. Yes, yes, Claude, go on. Yes, those are the electronic toys this facility was going to produce, along with, uh, it was prepared, it was an expandable, uh, adaptable facility. Because uh, Ingelmanny, uh, the, uh, the 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 head of the now North Pole conglomerate, uh, yes, the, 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 they said this is a future choice, and uh, the future is here. I think that was what the sign said above the stage that Ingelmani was on. Is Ingel a Kringle? Oh, Ingelmani's. Let's just, just focus on the, uh, the the chain of events, not the interpersonals at this time, if that's okay, Claude. Okay, so the the yeah, so there's the Dark Star Corporation, which uh, in the last uh, few years has become a part of uh, North Pole toy production, so that the North is a part of some of these accords that were reached between Santa Claus and toy companies, employees of toy companies. That was where they really got Santa Claus. They said, "Well, people work at toy." And at first, I know the elven representative said, well, we elves, uh, it's our life purpose to make toys. And so as part of the accords, uh, the, 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 uh, the companies, the toy companies agreed to, to uh, it, it all worked out, right? You would stop making toys for free, I guess was the main thing. You'd make them and giving them for free. Uh, well, we yeah, you're right. We should. You're you're looking at me. That that is very. Is that not germane? That's like one of the underlying tensions that could have caused this whole thing was the tension in the Elven community uh, between the purpose of uh, that that's been growing over the last few years of uh, making toys. Well, okay, uh, Claude, that's. Uh, over the past few years, it's become un- unclear to even us here living on the North Pole. We, we, we think it has something to do with the Northern Lights, uh, whether that was ever real. So many of us uh, don't leave the North Pole ever, you know. Most of us, you know, you're not really allowed to leave and come back, except rarely. Ingelmani's one of the few. And the, the you know the, the the elves that fly with Santa Claus and uh, that's a, they're sequestered. They always have been. They're an elite team. So we, we, that's I guess another underlying tension. If you really want to get to it, is uh, we, we've all been wondering. And when you start to wonder that way, your life's purpose, as you said, to make toys, uh, to make children happy, to be given to children. There's never free. That was one of the things Ingelmani pointed out as a part of these accords. Nowhere in the, 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 the what we would call our elven constitution or the book of toy production uh, translated to your, your English language uh, that we're communicating in now. Again, another part of the accords, uh, but, but uh, that uh, nowhere... Ingomani pointed out, does it say toys will be given away for free? And that relieves some tension. But then the loss of our myth, like, was it a myth or, or it was very confusing for us? Uh, 
And, uh, you know, even saying uh, throughout history and even in the book, it says a busy heart is a happy heart, uh, a heart busy producing toys and joys. Uh, so, yes, yes, yes. These are underlying tensions. Yes. Now we were producing toys uh, at a wage, uh, a, apparently a wage, uh, some say in the elven community, uh, no, not a great wage. Uh, and again, it was a collective, uh, and we were actually using it to, to support uh, outside uh, charities. But I said, oh, well, that's not a, very much of a donation. And Ingelmani handled all of that, but these are just rumors that were circulating in our community. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we became employees, uh, technically, of... Uh, the conglomerate, North Pole, uh, Dark Star conglomerate. Um, I guess we're still North Pole. We, we, we're never, anyway, we're almost here. What else uh, we should, before we go in, we really should get, I should really get a grasp of what you know and what you don't know. Okay, so, okay, so, so, so Ingomani was giving a speech uh, to open this facility. Correct. And as you quote here, uh, it was saying something like, as a former Northern Pole elf, uh, I've never been more proud to have forged a partnership uh, that lets us continue the important work of uh, bringing uh, joy to children and ensuring the traditional roles of elven toy makers these are just a kind of, I have a bullet pointed here, uh, uh, well into the future so that we can continue to be a part of uh, holiday joy. Could not be more proud to have helped uh, in uh, the creation and uh, the like uh, support of this uh, electronic toy facility. Also, my elf in law, uh, the brilliance of. Uh, uh, who's uh, partnered with my dear child, Atlantica. Uh, but the young toy genius, Stepiana, will be guiding this work. And uh, then that was the first thing was that Stepiana was not present uh, there. Uh, and I said, Atlantica, Atlantica, where's, where, where's, uh, where's Stepiana, your partner? And Atlantica said, uh, but they're still working down in the archives, uh, uh, working on toy design. And that's when the big disruption happened. Uh, out in the crowd, uh, uh, someone started telling everyone to leave and that they're everyone out now, get out of the facility. And then there was, you know, murmuring in the crowd. What is this person talking about? The different uh, jingle jangles that let people know to exit the facility started ringing. There's uh, sleighs and reindeers outside uh, to take you away from here. And that's when Procera uh, appeared. Uh, Procera is a, a, a toy making elf. Uh, and uh, like as like uh, previously, in the, as your North Pole has turned, uh, Procera was a, the ex partner of the head of the 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 the, the, the wooden toy maker society. Procera also formally was uh, head of the. Uh, the like one group of elven leadership and, and even at one time was considered first toy maker to the queen is is this like this is all correct right yes it is but uh in a consensus vote uh lost that position a consensus vote, vote by peers uh connected to this uh, new conglomerate um so Procera was anti Dark Star North Pole. Uh, to the connected to the old these old myths or this old way of doing things, which we're having trouble getting to the bottom of. 
and you know even down in the below world uh, the, the those myths uh, are a bit blurry but Procera was well known to have an all or nothing stance uh, which was what caused the consensus vote uh, was just a purely the all or nothing stance on electric uh, the toys containing these uh, Solid state, like, but it was hard to say, like, uh, so then Procera went from that to all or nothing, no solid state toys. Uh, it could be mechanically, electronically powered, but in any anything containing the solid state technology. Yes, can we get back to the disruption? Okay, so Procera came in the room started yelling for everyone to leave, uh, was very, having very strong feelings, uh, and said that, uh, Procera had used a solid state LED technology because this was at the north end of the North Pole, even, or in northern, I guess, uh, huh, never thought about it till just now. If you go all the way north, like, then you start heading south, huh? Yes, but this was in a northern, northern uh, canyon. And yeah, there were some glaciers nearby. These glaciers happen to have a high, high metal content. Uh, and uh, Procera, well, go ahead. Yeah, so Procera said that Procera, in a sense of irony, was using solid state technology uh, and it equipped some magnets. Uh, and also used to solid state technology to separate a piece of the glacier and that the glacier using the magnets and its natural momentum was headed towards the facility at a very high rate of speed and would soon be coming there. And that's right when everything started to rumble. So any elves that didn't take Procera at Procera's word exited the facility very quickly for the most part. In a very orderly manner, it says, based on, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. So then, uh, let's see, so a lot of people started leaving, but then it got very, the shaking and the quaking and the tumbling and the rumbling uh, kind of enforced that Procera was serious, uh and, uh, like, uh, the gliding the glacier their way, just, I'm sorry, just checking my notes here. And then, uh, the whole facility and everything Procero said, uh, I guess I'm paraphrasing a paraphrase here, unless you have it recorded, uh, taking this whole facility, all of the plans, everything needed for this, uh, Strong, very strong words uh, that I could, 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 like, couldn't, can't imagine a North Pole elf saying. But finally, end the North Pole's connection with electronic toys forever. Soon, children will, at least this holiday season, realize as uh, something they don't need the error of our ways, uh, on and on, La- a lot of laughing. A lot of walking around, gesticulating. Ingelmani was just kind of standing there, at first confident until the kind of thing, then trying to reason with Procera. Uh, Procera would not listen to Ingelmani, was just kind of saying, uh, then Ingelmani said uh, to Atlantica, uh, go, go get uh, Depiana and get the, the, the archives. Uh, and grab anything uh, Ingelmani's wor- or uh, Depiana's working on and get them out of there. Uh, you know, preserve your partner's hard work. Uh, and Atlantica ran off. Uh, most of the attendees had gone. Ingelmani was remaining. And then the building had determined that uh, the structure itself was anticipating the arrival of the great g- glacier. And Ingelmani was trying to decide what to do, still trying to trying to talk Procera into shutting or stopping and seeing if that was possible. But Procera was uh, speaking and laughing and laughing like in a way even that there was tears in their eyes. Uh, then the sense of self-preservation kicked in. Should or should I wait for my my elf child? 
and my their their elf my elf in law. And uh, there was also, you kind of hint here, I guess, I wonder if I'm getting the subtext that uh, there wasn't just actual magnetism with the glacier and Procer. There was some sort of history or magnetism between Engelmani and Procer. Uh, and then at some point, Engelmani uh, was so uh, torn, then the building was anticipating Structurally, its integrity was uh, questioning whether it had integrity anymore because of the hurtling of the glacier. It uh, even made bumpy poos, and Procero was bumpy pooed, and Ingomani ran, tried to, to tried to unclip all the stuff that uh, uh, Procero had with the magnets and the solid state, but really that was just a distraction. The, the real device was somewhere else in the facility, but Ingomani never knew that. That was only determined afterwards because... Uh, when Procera was, uh, but Ingomani grabbed Procera, realizing that the facility, uh, they ran out. Well, Ingomani was carrying a resting gently in their arms, uh, Procera. And of course, probably pretty worn out from that intense public discourse. Uh, they ran out to a sleigh and headed off, uh, uh, so that was them. Now, Atlantica never got to Depeana. According to Atlantica, the destructuring of the Atlantica wasn't seen till after. But you uh, in Depeana, so you were somewhere in this uh, facility. You were you were trying to get Depeana back up for the speech uh, before Atlantica. And the, the, the Depeana ended up uh, hearing you close the door, then, uh, like, uh, got you, but also managed to m- remove a bunch of uh, blueprints, which is, means that Procera's uh, thing was not successful. But really, the, the real reason you brought me here was uh, this other Abies, uh so Abies was, uh, as far as we know, was 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 in another. Uh, and we'll talk to Abies after in the uh, Elven Timeout facility. At this time, because I had been hired before all this happened, which is even like. Uh, but this seems uh, you think this is something to do with it, but Abies was. Uh, about to be, about to be um, ex. What do you call it? Like we excommunicated, ban, banished from the North Pole for lying to Santa. And I'm supposed to be here to clear Abby's name. So I guess I'm having trouble figuring out. Like, uh, but I guess it's my job is to get to the bottom of this, uh, dig through this drama. Uh, like, uh, now is anybody digging through the electronics facility? No, it felt there was a crev- crevasse that opened and it fell into the crevasse. Oh, interesting. Well, uh, so yeah, like you said, uh, like, uh, you're going to go do the interviews and you seem to be very, like you said, you handle the drama here. So you could stir up some melodrama, maybe. I can observe while you work. And, uh, yeah, just uh, see, see, you just be yourself when you do these interviews, and I'll kind of try to read between the lines, uh, because uh, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, this is something. Um, we'll have a question for you. Uh, why, like, so this is your first time here in the North Pole, but yet you don't seem you seem so calm and. Uh, you know, we rarely allow outside visitors. Uh, well, yeah, this is my job. I'm Claude Neon, and uh, I'm here to get to the bottom of this, uh, and that's it. Okay, well, we're going to go into Depiana's room. 
and uh, Debian is about to be visited by Atlantica. But I'm going to go in first, uh, so you just watch from this. Okay. Knockity knock, I'm opening your door, Depeana. How are you? You look, uh, uh, that was quite a, quite a thing we went through. And I know, uh, you, 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 you really got me out of there. I didn't get you out of there and I owe you a lot, but I know you took a, that was an intense thing and you took a couple bumpy poos and, for some reason, you put a lot of the blueprints you tried to, I noticed you're trying to eat blueprints, uh, which was confusing too to me. That's what you were doing when I came into your office and found you there. Oh, hello, Balsamica. Yeah. Well, I was just snacking. That's like a way I recycle things is, uh, and, uh, I just wanted to protect some of the blueprints because I could feel the rumbling. And I knew something, and then I heard the jingle. Yeah, I heard the jingle and the jangling. Oh, I thought I'd got down there before that. No, no, no. I mean, I think I heard the jingle and the jangling, and then I started. I don't know. I'm just not feeling great, uh, Balsamica. What what else happened? And nobody's telling me anything, and I'm just not happy. And Atlantica still hasn't come and visited me. And I don't know why Atlantica didn't come down the stairs. Uh, you came down. You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you, since we're alone, like, uh, I wanted to be like, a, I don't know. I like it when she gets, comes and invites me to things. It makes me feel good. I know it's a bit, uh, not the you know way to get, it, it could be clear about my motivations, uh, but when I don't show up to stuff, then she comes and gets me. It gives me a little thrill. It makes me feel good. And so I was expecting her to come and get me. I knew Ingomani would send her down. And uh, where, where where did Atlantica go? Well, we don't know. It's just the strangest thing, Procera. We don't know uh, where Atlantica got out uh, unscathed. Uh, uh, Lanka's on their way here. Well, she's, uh, I mean, I have a little bit of a tummy ache, a tum-tum, but I just, uh, if you could tell Lanka, I don't, I can't, I can't see them because my tummy just, uh, between you and me, Sam's sleeping off a very tummy tum-tum, tum-tum, tum. Uh, could you do that? Could you go out of the room before they arrive and just, uh, like, close my door and the blinds, please, uh, and put it to, can you flip the sign that says resting with a tummy tum 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 out there, please? Um, I, I can do that, uh, Depiana, but, uh, uh, I mean, shouldn't you handle it yourself? Oh, uh, sorry, it's too late. Oh, hello, Atlantica. Uh, I was just, uh, 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 I saw you walk by the room and then you, you seemed like you were headed in another direction until you detected me looking at you through the window, walking by. Did you not know this was, uh, a Depeana's room? Depiana's sleeping now. Oh, oh no, Depiana's just, we woke Depiana up uh, talking. What? No, no, I was looking, I was looking for, oh, hello, my Depiana poo. Excuse me, I'm going to go out of the room. Oh, Depiana, ever of my green, the pine that softens my forest floor. Uh, how are you? Oh, hi, Atlantica. Um, I have a tummy tum tum. I, I was hoping you would come and, and, and put your hand on my forehead. Uh, but uh, we'll have something that might help your tummy feel a bit better. You know how they said it wasn't possible for us. Uh, they said it could never happen. But I have really big news that just the two of us would share and no one else would know about it. Uh, 
and it could be something we could share joyfully, just the two of us, is that I'm with Cone. What do you mean you're with Cone? They said that wasn't, I'm with Cone. Oh, okay, uh, we should just stop watching now. Oh, they're just quietly holding one another. Uh, uh, okay, well, so... All right, who are we moving on to next? Uh, Ingelmani's room, right? And uh, Ingelmani and you have been uh, in a relationship in the past, correct? Yes, that's correct. But you could watch. Actually, this is just turn the other way. Close to the, that... Uh, window mirror and just look at this one and I'll go in Ingelmani's room. Uh, hello, Ingelmani. Hello, Balsamica. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, that was one intense thing. I hear you and uh, Depeana got out together. Thank you. Well, no, I'm thanking, De I thanked Depeana for, uh, it was Depeana's doing that got me out of there. That was intense. Almost as intense as uh, I feel when I see you. Oh, Ingelman, you're so, you're so, uh, you're always looking to stir up those old feelings. Uh, but some things are deep below the snow. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get it, I get it, but I don't get it. So how was uh, Procera uh, uh, doing? Procera? Oh, do you mean your child, Atlantica? Atlanticus uh, un unscathed. No, yeah, I meant uh, both Atlantica and Procera. Well, how are bo both of them? Well, like I said, Atlanticus unscathed. Uh, I haven't seen Procera yet. Uh, obviously, it's a complicated situation, recovery and a timeout at the same time, but the recovery is taking place first. And I'm sure they let you know that... Uh, most of the, uh, all of the facilities gone. And, uh, but Biana did get uh, some of the solid state things out, uh, uh, like, uh, under the arm, uh, like I was uh, under one arm and a few of the blueprints, I guess the essential solid state circuit boards, they call them. So they, they, they searched the, the, they, they find anything at all. Uh, well, I found, I found something actually like, uh, it was the strangest thing when I was, went up there to look, uh, I found a, 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 a diary. Oh, really? A di was it a diary or a journal? Because, uh, like, uh, was it a diary or a journal? Well, that, well that's a good question. What's the difference, Ingomani? Well, difference a journal is like more of a like a um, hmm, like they're both well, a diary in a journal. Like hmm, usually diary. Hey, well, never mind. It doesn't do, do who's did you look? At? Well, it's private. Uh, so I, I just uh, I kept it, and uh, you know we're, we're looking into things. We're trying to get to the bottom of all this. Uh, what do you mean, get to the bottom of all this? There's nothing to get to the bottom of. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, unless, like, uh, there's something I don't know about. Well, uh, I mean, uh, do you keep a journal or a diary? Do I? I mean, no. I mean, that would kind of sound like it just was, you just found it, uh, it sounds suspicious to me, for sure, because, uh, I mean, if if I did keep a diary, like like I did when I was, like, let's say when I was a youth, I kept a diary, and I had a little lock so that any of my siblings couldn't mess with it in their community, or I kept it hidden, that's where I'd keep it, right? Uh, it wouldn't be just somewhere... Well, what if it was hidden in it because of the structural integrity of the facility? Yeah, but uh, doesn't like that's doesn't that sound a little obvious to you? But anyway, I don't know what a diary would tell you that uh, the exact uh, nature of events didn't tell you. 
uh, Procera, like, why don't you just go talk to Procera and get to the bottom of it? Uh, I need to rest, actually. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Balsamic, the last time I kept a diary or journal, I remember how it ended. It ended with a kiss, uh, or my feelings after a kiss, my last kiss with you. So maybe you found that one. Oh, no, I mean, I remember that kiss. Uh, I do, and I, I know that... Uh, our relationship, it didn't always work out the way. Relationships don't always work out the way that, that you want them to, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, people keep, uh, sometimes diaries are to keep feelings and not secrets. Or journals are meant to keep those things. Uh, anything else you would have put in there? Uh, just, you know, just let's just talk this out other than your feelings about me. And, and, and again, I'm sorry, uh that we had different ideas and uh, different hopes and dreams we didn't share. I mean, this is a time of catharsis right now when everything's been brought to the surface, single money. This is your chance uh, to tell me anything. I mean, you were the child of... Uh, you were a single elf child. I mean, a child, you know, single elf parent... Uh, your elf parent was the amazing Arizonica. It couldn't have been easy. Well, yeah, Balsamica, there is something I've never told anyone else. Uh, and before the amazing Arizonica moved on to a place uh, beyond, uh, they told me, that my other parent wasn't even in that. What's that? Is that the jingle jangle? Could you go look into that? Oh, I think it's a, could you finish your thought, please, Ingomani? No, no, no. I need to rest. Uh, I need to rest. Thanks. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Go look into the, oh, they stopped ringing the jingle jangles. I'm falling asleep. Good night. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, oh, hi, it's me. I just walked out of that room, as you saw. Interesting things we're learning so far, don't you think, Claude? I guess, but, uh, okay, why don't you go talk to Procera? Okay, we just, you go in this room here, and then I'll go in Procera. Oh, uh, knock, knockity, knockity, poo, Procera, you have a visitor here for you. Oh, hi, Procera. Well, hi, hello, Balsamica. Uh, Procera, what, what, uh, how are you feeling today? I'm very confused. Why am I here? Why can't I? I know I'm supposed to rest, uh, but I don't understand what I'm doing here in a timeout recovery room. You know, I'm not opening my eyes. I recognize your voice, uh, I just feel like I'm in some sort of misty, strange sleep place. Uh, is there someone else in the room with us? No. I can, I can feel so, it feels like someone else is here with us. No, there's no one else here. Well, I feel someone shifting and what, like, uh, oh, it's just me, dear. Anyway, so, uh, you're feeling misty and confused, and, and uh, have you, uh, uh, has anyone talked to you? Yeah, they, they talked, the, the, everyone's talking about the incident, that, and they said, I was, they said I was involved in an incident with uh, the electronics facility and that a glacier uh, landed on the electronics facility. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Yes. Do you remember anything else about what happened before or after it? Uh, well, after it, I get. I no, I mean, I just know that uh, it was lying here. And I said, well, why can't I leave? And they said, uh, we need to keep you safe. And I said, safe from what? And then they just said, well, there was an incident with a glacier. Well, Procera, I'm going to be honest with you because... Uh, this might not be easy for you to take with your eyes closed and things feeling misty, but I'm going to tell you it's real. You were responsible for the glacier. 
at least you made a speech that said you were, and everything would make it would just fit that you caused the glacier to destroy the electronics facility. Everything within it, uh, every scrap of uh, electronic uh, solid state knowledge in the world is gone now. Other than what's left in the mind of Depeana, who is uh, 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 um, unaccounted like uh, Depeana, is no one so. It's a sad time out there, I guess, and uh, you, you, you're the one uh, uh, that seems to be responsible for it. A lot of uh, people saw you. You made a bunch of speeches. Uh, very long speech uh, that indicated that you were responsible for it. Uh, you don't recall any of that? No, I don't recall. I thought you said you were here to help me. Well, I am. I'm always here. That's what I'm here to help. Uh, help people with their drama. It doesn't sound... It sounds like you're here to tell me bad news and then set me up for consequences. No, 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 no. I just wanted to, to, to be honest with you since no one had told you. Well, I'm not feeling great after that news. Well, I can understand. Uh, no one would feel great after that news if you really... I was also just trying to see if you were pretending or not. I guess I'll be honest with you about that, uh, that you're pretending not to remember. Well, I don't remember. And I don't appreciate it, uh... And I'm not pretending. And if you were really worried about it, you'd know uh, that uh, what I'm most worried about is, uh, I don't know if anyone ever told you this, what did no one ever tell me? You know that I, did you ever hear that I had a twin, an elven twin? What? Yes, an identical elven twin. And uh, uh, they they left the North Pole when when I when we were just uh, like uh, very little children. It was a big secret. Uh, I'm telling you now because I think you could put a T W and I and N together to figure out that uh, the reason I don't remember is the likelihood that. Uh, my twin has returned. Now I'm going to rest. Thank you for visiting me. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Good, good to rest well, Procera. I'll see you soon. Okay. Uh, hi, Claude. What do you think? So they were born at... Okay, so... I think I need to sit. Maybe is there a spare room where we could sit down, like a double room? We could lie on the beds and talk this out before. And then we could go see Abe's next. Yes, go. Let's this room right here. Uh, okay, so Procera has a twin. A dun, I'd say a dun dun dun. Separated at birth. Uh, not at birth, though, at some point in their childhood. A secret twin. Uh, I don't know if that's... Tr do we know if that's true or not? Well, a secret twin is always very dramatic, uh, Claude, so I don't know. But it would be a dramatic twist for sure. And either way, Procera believed everything they said. Would you agree to that? I would. And then... Atlantica is with with child with cone. That's what you say with cone. Yes, it's uh, it, anyway. We don't need to get into the specifics of elven reproduction here. But yes, we, we say with cone. Now that was something that was supposed to be impossible for the that couple. And uh, um. Well, which, was it one of those specific to the couple or specific to an, in, well, that's, you know, I can't get into that. That's not drama. That's personal. But I'm very surprised. That's another twist I did not expect at all. 
was that Atlantic and Depeana could be with Cone. Okay. So that's you reveal that's revealing to me, but it is dramatic. Holy moly. And then Ingomani seemed to be ready to admit uh so Ingomani has a very famous parent, uh Amazing Arizonica, who was I do already know from my research on the way to the North Pole, one of the great tactile toy makers, uh and uh author of the Tactile Toy Manifesto, uh, which is a guiding principle of uh, Helvin Toy Production, which kind of flies in the face of these electronic toys, though they do have the buttons. They do it, well, maybe doesn't, I guess. I don't know. But it seemed like Engomani was going to say, I mean, did you feel like you felt the second part of that sentence? I do. I think that Ingomani was saying that uh, Ingomani's not a full elf, uh, which would be very uh, quite another twist to all of this. In that, well, also you and Ingomani were in a relationship. You didn't know that. No, and there's one more thing you should know before we go to talk to Abies, uh, who also. Uh, you know, who's real, whose name we have to clear. Well, it seemed like we have to clear Procera's name if there is another version of Procera running around. Well, maybe, but we'd have to get to the bottom of where Procera was. Uh, well, Abies and I were also in a relationship, uh, and Atlantic and I. Adepiana, um, and, and kind of... Uh, uh, A.B.'s, Atlantica, Debiana, Ingleman. Yeah, so just wouldn't it be get Ingleman or A.B.'s and I were recently. No, no, the, the, you're you're from the the southern world, so it's different up here. You know, we're you know what I mean. No, I understand. I'm not in any judgment at all. It's very dramatic uh, that uh, we're going to clear the name of someone. You were recently in a relationship with, uh, kind of confuses things a little bit. It does. Uh, let's rest. I think one thing I know, and I think you'll agree on, Claude, is if we take a nap, uh, we'll be more prepared. Well, you're certainly right about that. So I agree. Let's take a nap and, uh, get back to it later. Uh, okay. Good night, Claude. Good night. This is Claude Neon, uh, reporting. I like how that sounds. What do you think of that? Uh, well, it's very soothing, uh, Claude. Claude Neon reporting to Balsamica on my thoughts thus far. Good, good, good nap.